In the darkest depths of the Twist My Arm Network, there were three nerdy dudes. But they were no ordinary dudes. These dudes were Marvel fanboy dudes. They bleed Marvel. If there was ever a time for these three nerdy dudes to come out of the shadows and spew all their Marvel chunks, it was the year 2021. We are the Marvel Canon Madness Podcast. My name is Josh, and I am the host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. And join with me today to my right. His name is Chip, and we are here to talk all about Marvel. We also have our brand new host. He's on the bottom here. His name is Roy. Like I said, we're here to talk all about Marvel. You can find us on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness and listen to us anywhere you hear podcasts. Just search Marvel Canon Madness. Yeah, you heard that right. We have changed this, the name of this show from Marvel Cinematic Mondays to Marvel Canon Madness. Everything is getting updated and in the works, so it will all be ready for your listening enjoyment. Um, you can get all the news from the network and everything else by going to twistmyarmpodcast.com. And that's it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was an intro. Yeah, that's why I pre-recorded it, so I didn't have to say it all. <laughs> trying to say it in one one mouthful. Cheers, yeah, man, guys. It, 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 saves, it saves me a little bit of, you know, whatever in my mouth. Oh, yeah. But yeah, how are you guys? It's a, It's been a week. It's been a week. We're doing this a little bit more frequently because <clears throat> of fat W's, I like to call it. So, Chip, how you been? Ah, doing well, doing well. It was uh, It was an exciting week as far as, like, comics and such go yeah um i think you have someone we'll have behind to, you well you i might. do oh it's <laughs> a dope background i literally used that picture for one of our ig ads Did this you? week oh what do you know oh, interesting <laughs> that's when zemo um, has the uh moonstones actually okay okay up. nice roy how have you been oh pretty good uh, I don't feel like my brain is going to explode this week. I, I kind of cut back on the comics a little bit. You know, we narrowed it down oh, to yeah. about five, <laughs> five a week or five a day this time. Yeah. So. I got some crunch time myself for uh, next Monday. Um, as this Monday, we are only doing the Fat W special. So it is yes. technically issue 007, but... We are only talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 2, The Star-Spangled Man. So, before we get into that, though, I would like to get into just a couple mistakes from last week's episode. I only actually only have one mistake. And look, I want to apologize because I kind of yelled at you guys last week about Bucky and how... How could he? How is he not as old as Captain America? And it's all the multiverse and blah blah blah. Well, anyway, I looked it up, and you guys were completely right. They would freeze him until they needed him, thaw him out, read him his rights or whatever, and then send him to go kill people. So whiskey. I apologize. I was wrong, (laughs) and I'm sorry for yelling you. I will not do it again. 
Did any of you guys? I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you will. And once again, you'll be apologizing in the next issue. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> we'll make it a regular you... segment. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Did any of you have any mistakes from last uh, episode? I, you know, I want to correct myself uh, on one of them. Uh, the last time we were discussing Roger's age... And I went back and I did a little bit of math. I was talking to you guys about this and everything like that. Um, we are really bad at math because I guess like 90 something. But <laughs> it, we, we were off by like 20 years. Um, oh. Cap was 27 in 1945. Okay. Uh, he was born in 1918 and was in our timeline for 12 years by Endgame. So that makes him 39 years old, roughly. Uh, so then he went back in time to 1948, according to Marvel. Uh, whereas he lived 78 years till he met Sam again. That would put him at 117 years old. And that dude is rocking for 117 years old. So way off on our back. That is, yeah, that's, that's interesting though. Because he doesn't look 117. <laughs> no, no. And that's like you said, the super soldier serum is probably, de you know, like Logan doesn't age as quick, but he does age, you know. Right, right. Um, I think it slowed it down not nearly as much as what Wolverine's age is, you know. Well, I mean, Wolverine, Wol Wolverine's was natural. I feel like it was a little bit better than, you know, uh synthetic serum that they yep and like it into him like we all know old man logan and uh the movie logan the only reason he started to age as rapidly rapidly as he did was because his body was starting to fight cancer at that point ah oh, okay oh, it's all so, them cigars that makes sense all them cigars that dude smoke i bet i bet his lungs were just Healing so much for his entire life. <laughs> you know, and it's it's kind of funny considering Deadpool, you know, he has the same healing factor, but his is technically better if you think about it because he is completely just one big cancer cell. Yeah, and he just still regenerates limbs and shit. Uh, I'd, I'd probably agree with you on that. He probably is a and little bit better. Don't quote me on that because there might be something that I've missed, but if I remember right, that's... You know, that's what it I thought is. They I thought they implied that all the mutants had, like, drank some soda or some shit. And it took all their <laughs> powers away. Like, I'm not kidding. In the Logan really? movie, like, I feel like they said that, like, there was there was some line about, like, some drink or some food. And I'm going to watch Logan powers. now. Here we go. Yeah, We're going to have yeah, our first You're definitely going to have to go uh, investigate that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and Logan, I think, is on... Disney Plus now, if I'm not mistaken. It's on one of the streaming services, I know that. One Does of Disney Plus have five. rated our stuff? Yeah, Deadpool's on there. Is well, it's it? on Hulu. It's on Hulu, I guess. I was gonna say. It's on Hulu. I, I would think that maybe Logan is on Hulu then. Yeah, that would make sense. Oh, and um, in Logan they said that the adamantium coating his bones had been poisoning him slowly. And mm. that's how he died. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a cop out. Okay. All right. Anything else? Any other any other mistakes we got or correct? That's all I had. Okay. Cool. Yep. I'll think of good. a fun name for that. Um, 
I, I, I couldn't I couldn't think of anything snarky for our <laughs> correction correction section. Oh, what do you know? All right, so let's get into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 2, The Star-Spangled Man. What I like to do for this is just read the quick synopsis that I have up here on IMDb, and we just go at it um, with whatever notes we took from watching the episode. I just recently watched it about an hour or two ago. Slacker. And, uh, no, no, it was the third time I watched it. So oh, okay. I watched okay. it and took I took notes and actually paused some screens and like did some kind of... Then I will apologize to you, Josh. I am sorry (laughs) for calling you a slacker. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, So, all right, like I said, episode two, The Star-Spangled Man. The new Captain America and his sidekick, Battlestar... Let me just... Okay. Cross paths with Falcon and Winter Soldier when they all track down a group of flag smashers that are transporting stolen vaccine from country to country. Meanwhile, Dr. Rayner involves Sam in her therapy sessions with Bucky. So, uh, let's see. This one was written by Michael Castelline and Malcolm Spellman. Um, it stars Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, and Wyatt Russell. And it was directed by Carrie Skoglund. Um, first things first in my notes is... I really hate the new Cap. I just, I really fucking hate him so much. I hate him so much, you guys. Like, everything about him. And maybe that's the idea. Maybe that's the plan that Marvel had with this character is to just make us absolutely hate him. But my God, do I hate him. His face, his, just everything. There have been some tremendous memes of, like, his wife saying, Everyone's going to love you. And just, nah. Nah, they're really <laughs> Just Kermit over there drinking his tea. Oh, man, just like. You're ugly. You're ugly. And your mother ugly. And your sister ugly. You're just plain old ugly. For real, though. <laughs> Dude, I do not like him at his, all. His face is weird. <laughs> Wyatt Russell, though, he is um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son. And just he didn't a fun get fact there. Any of so. the attractiveness from no. either of them. No, wow. No, what happened like, there? <laughs> he is you, like just an amount. I I shouldn't just be bashing. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna bash a dude because you got three, you know, white dudes sitting here like this. Oh, I mean, bad genetics. <laughs> it, Listen, oh, man. I think few? I think the point is that we're supposed to hate him, and they yeah. do. A wonderful mm-hmm. job. Hashtag not my Captain America. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think, but they, and they. I don't know. I don't know. It's like I'm not sure what they want from us with him because, like, there's like those couple scenes there where they like they humanize him a little bit, and you're like, okay, okay, maybe maybe he's not so bad. And then he says one more thing, and you're just like, oh, okay, well, I hate you yeah. again. Like, shut so, the fuck up. No, I, I I can't even I can't even I can't even justify that. I have I just every scene with him made my blood boil in this episode, yeah. and I, I wish I wish Kylie was here on this because she was like she's at work you know in the other room doing her stuff and I'm out here just like I I, I hate this guy yeah. <laughs> like 
Can I hear laughing and ah? So, so uh, can I on, say Roy, one sorry. thing real quick? All right. So I don't know oh. if you guys caught it, but the parallel episode one to episode two, um, immediately off the bat, episode one saw Sam buttoning up a suit like he was going to a funeral, you know, and we got sad that Cap yeah. is gone. This episode starts with the unzipping of the suit, which immediately made me hate John Walker. Not for the same reasons you did. It's because they're like, it's like they're digging up his dead body to put it on show. And for me, it was just a really (laughs) nice parallel right there because the, the bag with the suit also kind of resembles a body bag. I agree with that. I thought that's what it was at first, that they were unzipping a body bag and going to show, like, a dead Chris Evans or something like that. But. What? <laughs> yeah. Well, they got a like, body bag with dead cap just chilling in this high school locker room? What? Yeah, what happens if somebody shot him? I mean. And they had to backtrack. Like that, that, was, that was just like, my initial year-old cap is still not somebody you want to, like, start a fist fight with. That, no. That's why I said shot him. <laughs> but, and that's as we true. saw in this episode, you can shoot a super soldier and definitely kill him uh, um, in their prime. It's funny you mentioned the, the old cap and not wanting to mess with him. Uh, I've been watching a lot of uh, Marvel animated series lately with my kid. <laughs> and there's an episode where Thanos uses the time stone to age everyone. And Cap's still a badass, <laughs> even at <an> elderly <laughs> Of course, yeah. Um, I I don't know anything about John Walker, um, except that he was what U.S. agent. I think was his. No, he started out as Super Patriot. I believe was his name. Super Patriot. Okay. Okay. Um, which he was. That was like his wrestling gimmick or something like that. He became a Captain America villain, I believe, and then you know eventually. After the death of Steve Rogers, he took... No, it wasn't the death of Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers quit. I'm getting my comics mixed up now. Steve Rogers quit. The He picked up the banner because he had gotten his powers from the power broker, which we see in this episode. So... Okay. Um, yeah, he... Uh, so, from what I have, uh, U.S. agent, in parentheses, John Walker, is a fictional superhero appearing in American comic books by Marvel Comics... Uh, he first appeared in Captain America number 323 in 1986 as Super Patriot. He was later redesigned as an incarnation of Captain America and a few years later as U.S. agent. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I remember reading somewhere that that was due to the high popularity of uh, rough and gruff heroes like the Punisher, Daredevil, Logan. Um I think Marvel wanted to push Captain America in that same direction because his sales were lower. So, uh, one of the one of the writers came up with him, came up with John Walker, whose name actually eventually turns into Jack Daniels or something like that too. Both okay. alcohol. Um, but that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Johnny Johnny Walker. I guess that makes sense. How funny is that? Reading's fun. Who knew? I, 
Oh man. Um, so I'm trying to let's see. So it's really cool, actually. It looks like the first time he was uh, introduced, and let me bring it up here really quick. Um, he's very similar to where he is now. So if you see that, let me take this little banner out of yep. here for you guys. If you oh, see yeah. A right here, that's very similar to what he's got in the show right now, which is pretty cool. Um, obviously, he's got that ridiculous military buzz cut. Yeah. And he- <laughs> I, for- I completely forgot that he had like a lightsaber dagger at one point, too. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's crazy. But it still can't cut through that shield. Nope. So, obviously, they didn't go that route. I mean, maybe maybe he'll revert instead of going from Super Patriot to Captain America, he'll revert from Captain America to Super Patriot and then they'll just kill him off because they like to do that with Marvel characters. Yeah. Very true. Um, where was... Uh, I think there was a line... We're still in this locker room scene. I know we've been spending a lot of time here. <laughs> um, but there's a line that his friend Battlestar says... What is it? Lee... Le- Lamar Hopkins. Lamar Hoskins. Yeah, Hoskins. Hoskins. Hoskins, yeah. yeah. Uh, he says, you can't just punch your way out of problems anymore. Haven't we heard that before in a different movie? I'm pretty sure someone, uh, Black Widow, says it to Captain America. You can't just punch your way out of things, Steve. So it's a little bit of a callback to a sidekick saying something to Captain America about not being able to punch his way out of things. Now, Black Widow's not really a sidekick, though. No, you're right, but she was definitely, like, number one. She was the number one of Captain America. Yeah. I feel so, like a lot of people would be offended if you if you called Black Widow you're a sidekick. You're probably right. So. And I mean, if anyone like, is offended, go ahead and Leave it in the comments over she here. Is a si- like, <laughs> she is a sidekick, dude. Her and Clint Barton, what do they do? Nothing. They're, t- they're not tell you. Okay. They're sidekicks. Oh, they're man. side characters. They're sidekicks. They don't for, matter. For argument's sake, matter. for argument's sake, she has not gotten her own movie or show yet because it hasn't been released, so she is a sidekick. <laughs> She's fucking when dead. She, when, the main characters don't die. She's dead. We could get her again in the new Doctor Strange movie. You don't know that. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pull her out of the, some universe, and everything will be copacetic again with her. Um, I mean, if Gamora came back, you know, which I find to be an absolute loop, why Steve didn't bring did she, Black though? Widow back? Yeah, did she though, or did she disappear in the snap? Oh, now we're getting into Endgame stuff because when dust. when when Tony Stark did the snap, oh. he snapped away. Everything that came through that portal, including and he doesn't even know Gamora. Gamora. Like yeah, he would he not doesn't know her. He's not going to exclude her. Well, There's I no think way. we're going to get her because obviously Guardians Three is coming out. That just means he's going to go on some search for someone that's not there anymore. And oh, the true. twist of that movie is at the end he's going to have to deal with the fact that she's gone. That seems like Boom. a very dark movie, though. Yeah, yeah, we're in Phase Four, man. We need to. Darken it up a little bit. The so X Men are coming are in, ending. man. <laughs> like, people are going to start keeling over left and right. Contracts <laughs> yeah. are ending. Yeah. Got to pave the way for new people. Yeah, yep. exactly. But anyway, uh, the one thing that I have, the best part of the new cap 
is the new rendition of his theme music um, done by the marching band. And I don't care what anybody says, marching band is still a sport. Dot, dot, dot. I hate him so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so my uh, my next thing was kind of about Bucky. He He really likes, he's living this bachelor life. Of, I mean, the when you see him watching Good Good Morning America, which, again, I hate that guy so much. <laughs> His Good Morning America line was just so aggravating to me. Good God, morning, man. America. Oh, and then the the, <laughs> the host is like, oh, he said it. He did the thing, and uh, it just, I he makes my blood boil. Anyway, he's. He's living this bachelor life <laughs> and he's, uh, we saw him, he has a bed at least. Um, it looks like it's only a mattress and some sheets. Uh, he sleeps on the floor. Was it the floor? Yeah. Cause in, in yeah. The, okay. he's mentioned it a few times that, uh, he can't get used to the soft softness of a mattress. Cause oh. it's like sleeping in a mark, like sleeping okay. in a marshmallow, I believe yeah, is how cap it, uh... put it. You know, yeah, okay. Falcon and Steve Rogers had that conversation in like, oh, that's like, right. So, okay, Winter Soldier. That's in right. That movie. That's right. Um, and so he's just he's just chilling. He's got a table and a TV, and he's just watching. And I can I can feel how upset he is, which makes me even more upset about this new Captain America because you see it in his face, like how upset he is about this new. Captain America, this guy that's like trying to replace his best friend and his, you know, his brother from. I look at Steve like a brother. Mm, I'm just <laughs> like, you haven't earned that. <laughs> Ugh, it just makes my blood boil. <laughs> but what what were your guys' thoughts like on Bucky this episode? Like, I, I feel like he he really earned my trust for him to play a good Luke Skywalker. Um, but aside from that. He, uh, I, I think he's, he did a great job with this, like, dramatic, sad boy, you know, role. I, I feel like he, I feel like Sebastian Stan is really, really good at conveying emotion without words, just by facial expression. And his eyes just, they give so much sadness when he's talking. And, I mean, when eventually later in the episode um you you really see that when he has to talk to sam at a certain point in the so, in the therapy session in the therapy session and yeah. he's and he's like this this is what sold me on it and and on him being luke skywalker the best because scene in the episode for mm-hmm. real and it, because luke skywalker is such a a whiny ugh you know how he is. You know those Skywalkers. They're just so whiny about everything. And the way that Sebastian Stan was getting emotional made me think that he could play Luke Skywalker and make him sad, but not whiny. You know I, what I mean? I don't think it was so much sad. I think he was more hurt, scared. I guess. Scared. But, I think he okay. was scared because the quote was, if he was wrong about you then that means he was wrong about me. Right. And he is, I think he is sincerely worried about going back to the winter soldier persona. And see, and I guess I just, I went straight from worried to just sad. Cause <laughs> you know, just going straight to the point where he's like, well, this he is, doesn't this, believe in you or he, he 
failed yeah. you, so he failed me, obviously, and I, I give up, you know. This this is Marvel. This isn't Star Wars. We're a little I, less I emo uh, on this side of the fence. You Listen know, here, no, you. No, no Hawthorne Heights <laughs> playing in the background here, guys. I'm outside my window, <laughs> man. <laughs> With my radio. But, no, I, I really, really liked Bucky in this whole episode because he, he did great in the action scenes, too. Like, mm-hmm. just playing that, like, ugh, I, I can't believe we have to do this right now. I'm so tired of fighting. Oh, he, man, I... His superhero landing was the best. Like, oh, yeah. He jumps out of that fish. I'm like, oh, superhero landing. He's going to do the superhero landing. Ooh. Yeah, I, I had that in my notes. Bucky jumping out of planes is not nearly as graceful as Steve doing it. No, he just like throws that <laughs> arm out and just like, eh. Yeah. And, and that's a great callback to Captain America, too, how, how he's like, don't you need to shoot? And he's like, I'm good. And just jumps out and lands perfectly, you know, shield and all on the ground. And, right. and Bucky's like, I don't need a parachute. <laughs> he's like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Duh. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Better late than never. Yes. Hello. And I did like him, you know, Sam with, with little Red Wing. Oh, Red Wing. But going, <sighs> hovering over Bucky. And, and he's like, you know, I got that all on film, right? <laughs> yeah. Get it oh, out of my face the chirping! Yeah, yeah. How uh, how Red Wing actually chirps like a bird? He does. Well, he did. Did. Uh, R.I.P. Red Wing. And honestly, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to Sam because we find out that John Walker was tracking him. Tracking Red him. Wing. Yeah. I and I called that. I called that the government was purposely messing with it. You did. You did in that last episode. Um, I figured it was something like that. I had no idea to what extent it, it, it yeah, was. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. But yeah, I can't and really it, take credit for it. God, and again, I just I hate this guy so much because you find out about them tracking him through Red Wing because he's like, well, the Red Wing's government property and I'm kind yeah. of the government. And it's like, get out of yeah. here, PC principal. Nobody yeah, likes you. <laughs> God. But yeah, uh, Bucky goes arm first into everything. Yes, Jesse, he does. And the White Panther moment was uh, definitely cool. Oh, you spent a couple weeks in Wakanda and all of a sudden you're the White Panther? And he's like, it's actually the wolf. Thank you very much. White wolf. He should have stopped and been like, are you calling me that because I'm white? What if I called you Black Falcon? (laughs) Yeah, there there was a lot of racially charged uh, scenes during this episode. And... uh, which I found Ooh. was funny because that was like the literally the exact the same exchange. Opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I did um, like that though, and I, I liked his little interaction with with the kid because he was like, "Oh, just just because I'm black, I'm I'm the Black Falcon," and he's like, "Well, you know, if the shoe fits," and he's like, "So does that make you black kid?" <laughs> like, yeah, he was. I just, got him with that one. I was like, "All right." I mean, yeah. I, I guess. Like, but it was that, and that whole scene was very like it, it was really like like you said, Roy, racially charged, and how they, mm-hmm. the cops just roll up on him after the whole thing, and and yeah. you're like, come on, man, what, what the no. hell? But that's so like apparent in society today, like it really, you know, it really makes you think about it what, does what's going on and and how people are treated in in those kind of areas and stuff, and it. It was heartbreaking for me to see that stuff and and 
you know, obviously we, we see it a lot and hear about it a lot from, from news and all that stuff. But then them bringing it into Marvel was great. Um, cause it brought, I, you know, brought a lot of attention to people that might not be paying attention to it as much. Yes. You can fight off an alien invasion, blow up a bunch of, uh, like crazy mutant cyborg <laughs> androids, and you can still just get shot dead for walking down the street while black. Mm. Like, it oh. doesn't matter if you got all the superpowers in the world, the cops will still just shoot you for being black. And, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to get like too crazy into this because I'm a, very, I'm, I'm not very educated in that. I'm actually interviewing someone here soon to educate someone like me a little bit more mm. about that. Um, he does a project called Brother America on YouTube. I highly recommend checking it out. Just search Brother America and uh, watch the video Blacktose Intolerant, and it's, um, it's. It's very poignant, man. It's really good, and I'm I'm really excited to to get him those guys on the show and and talk yeah, about that cool. stuff. So, yeah, um, that, that's like really what I was thinking watching that scene. I was like, holy crap, dude! Like Marvel could literally kill off any of their like any of their like people of color characters. They could like easily kill them off by having them just get like murdered in the street, and it's a believable fuck like. Just, just so it's upsetting. I hate it's it. Just upsetting. I hate it. So just I do, as much. Sorry, go on, Roy. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I do want to say one thing about that scene. Also, I caught it third watch through, and it was the comment that the officer makes to Sam when he says, "I'm sorry, Mister Wilson. I didn't recognize you without your goggles." That was horrendous to say to Sam, because I mean, all right, absolutely. So they're. And again, bringing that awareness of just how ignorant people can be. I know. It, it's like saying, you all look alike to me. Ugh. And that phrase, I have wanted to punch so many people for saying something like that. Because I'm, And it, it's not just targeted towards African Americans. It's also targeted towards Asian Americans, you know, Latin Americans, all over the place. It's used all the time, and it's such bullshit. Excuse my language. Uh, you're you're good, man. I use much worse language than that all the time. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was a really good scene. I was I was really um I was really happy to feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was I was glad that they they brought that in, and I'm I'm hoping they do more of that stuff with Marvel. I, I know they are, um, and this was kind of a little taste of some of the stuff that they're doing with that. I'm I'm very happy with it. So, um, but let's talk more about Isaiah a little bit since since we're here in. Yeah. In that area. In the middle of Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, oh, wait, hang on, Jesse. I, I forgot to mention this here from Jesse. He says, hot take, New Cap hasn't done anything wrong yet, just trying to do his job, except for when he told the guys to stay out of their way. We're meant to hate him because he isn't Steve. And yes, you're absolutely right, Jesse. We are meant to uh, hate him because he isn't Steve. Um, but it doesn't stop the fact that I just... I my blood boils at the sight of his face, and that's all there is to it. (laughs) I love that he like he auditioned for the role of Steve Rogers. That was like his first audition. I just love the fact that he was so shitty in his audition that they were like, "Hey, that's like the worst Captain America we could get. Bring (laughs) him back here." Did he really? He did. Like Wyatt Russell seriously did. He did. He auditioned for the role wow. of Steve Rogers. And, so, and he didn't get it, obviously. 
And so I just think it's so funny that they're like, man, who was the most annoying Captain America we ever saw? It was that guy that auditioned. <laughs> Let's bring him back. Um, that is an incredible tidbit of information. Yeah, because, I didn't know that. Like, what a sweet... That was his first audition. Holy cow. He was oh like, my God. man, Kurt Russell's my dad. I can be I can be Captain America. Okay, <laughs> come on. And they probably uh, called him and they were like, listen, Wyatt, you had a good audition. You were a close second. Uh, <laughs> if we ever need you again, we'll we'll call you, you know? And yeah. here he is 10 years later getting getting to be Captain America. He gets to be Captain America. <laughs> hey. How freaking cool is that? I love right? that. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That's That's incredible. Jesse, yeah. um, he didn't just say, stay out of my way. He said, just stay the hell out of my way. Which, <laughs> like, uh, we are meant to hate him because he's not Steve. He proved exactly that because Steve does not use foul language. Truth. Truth. Yeah. Yeah, I wish, you know, I wish Bucky would have been like, language. <laughs> when he was walking away from him. <laughs> yeah, well, spit out your drink. That would have been I did, great. I did, because I was not I'm expecting just... that comment. I just um, can't believe, like, the level of cockiness. Like, these are these are two of the actual, like, legit-ass Avengers that stopped an alien invasion, and you're just like, oh, I fought terrorists in deserts, so I'm qualified to tell you to stay out of my... Like, bro, you're lucky they don't smash your face in. Yeah. Like, like, Bucky could one-shot you. He's got robot <laughs> arm. Like, he could literally one-shot you. No, like, wasn't... Was Bucky a Marine, or what was he? He wasn't just basic army, was he? I don't uh, remember that. I thought he was just basic army infiltrate, because didn't Captain America were. have to go save him, and, they like, his troop got kidnapped or captured? Well, um, I thought he was, like, a, a part of a special ops group. He might have been so later I, I didn't think he was just army did um, they say that he was in the howling commandos i believe he was in the howling commandos because Possible. he was there when they were storming all the the bases in captain america the first avenger and if if he's not it, i think it's funny because if sam is air force if bucky is like a marine then you have a standard you know army soldier telling another branch basically to fall in line and we know how well that works in modern day military you, you know the crossing uh, between the organizations isn't great yeah now i'm not i'm not any kind of military so i don't know but i have plenty of friends who have served and they always talk about that kind of stuff and it's yeah. it's just funny to hear stories like that and then to see it relived well yeah sure, i'm not i sure. guess that i'm definitely something i've heard i'd have to go back and watch the uh original captain america to see if they mentioned the howling commandos or anything too i'm pretty sure they did right because um, didn't they have dum dum dugan dum dum dugan was played by uh i should know this Tommy name. Lee jones <laughs> wasn't it no 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 i don't even know um, who dum dum dugan is i'm i'm speaking out of turn <laughs> oh, you're gonna make me look this up. <laughs> I am. Um, He's one of the shield agents. And uh, while you do, yeah, the one thing that he says, the one thing that I'm not even gonna call him Captain America, that John says, uh, the, the grenade thing. When he's like, "Have you ever?" Bucky's like, "Have you ever jumped on a grenade?" 
And he's like, yeah, four, actually. I do this thing with my helmet where I cut. And they're like, shut up. Because, <laughs> like, it's seriously, reinforced. dude. Shut, Neil shut McDonough. McDonough. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, he's played in so many things. He was in Minority Report, Timeline, um, Resident Evil. Okay. Uh, he has a huge list. Sonic the Hedgehog he was in, Val Helsing. Okay. All over the place. The Flash, he um, played Damien Dark in the third season of Flash or whatever. Oh, that guy, Blondie. Yeah. Yes. That yes, was Dum yes. Dum Dugan. Okay. Okay, you're right. Yes. I love that guy. He was, yeah, Star Trek First Contact. Okay. Yeah. My bad. My bad. My bad. He's got, he's got What is this Star Trek you talk of, Jesse? Oh my God, Jesse is joining us in the live chat. Jesse comes from the he's the host of the Sudden but Inevitable podcast, which we stream every Friday night at about eight thirty Mountain Standard Time. We talk all about Firefly, so be sure to check that out on Fridays. Um, and also, if you're watching live, uh, join us in the live chat, hang out, ask us questions. We are here for you. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast version of this, be sure to join us live on Mondays for Marvel Canon Madness. And you can chat with us anytime. Um, I'm with Bucky when uh, I keep wanting to call him Leroy Jenkins. When Leroy <laughs> says, "When Leroy says uh, my name's Battlestar," and Bucky just goes, "Stop the car!" <laughs> <laughs> Done. <laughs> like his and, and Roy, you're so right about his facial expressions, man. Like. The, my God, the him looking at like his little confused look at him, like, did you seriously just call yourself Battlestar? Yeah, we're yeah, done here. <laughs> so, yeah. and is that a real comic book guy? Is that yes. a real character? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was. He is, but yeah. So, um, I did some research into him because characters that I don't know, I, I obviously want to know about, and uh, I guess. The term buck is a derogatory term for African-American men. Um, never heard that before. Yeah. I've never heard that before either. And that, you know, that just kind of shows our ignorance to the whole uh, situation, yeah. which is why we're bringing uh, the guest on to the Twist My Arm Network podcast, I believe. Um, and yes. yes, Twist My Arm podcast. Yes. And... Uh, well, it was a derogatory term towards that, and Leroy Hoskins was originally called Bucky Lamar. Lamar, Lamar you guys. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> Lamar. Uh, he Did kept saying Leroy, Leroy, and it's got me off now. <laughs> it's almost as bad for us to like just keep repeatedly calling him the wrong name. Like, what? Because I called the dude in, in uh, WandaVision uh, Hargraves the whole time. I kept calling him freaking Hargraves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, Lamar Hoskins, and I am sorry for mispronouncing the name. Um, he was going by Bucky. Well, the author of the, the Captain America series at the time was not aware of that. Um, so, they retconned it, and he had this whole big story arc where he came into the name of Battlestar after that. Um, because I believe also that Captain America John Walker had a um, group that followed him called the Buckies also. So And you're absolutely yeah, right. It's, went it's as, terrible. Yeah, when he was I, Super I, Patriot. Yes. It was like the something underground coalition 
and so like they called him Bucks for short, and then Buckies. Wow. He would uh, he would have them like attack him on stage so that he could. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what it was. Fake, fake mm-hmm. like fights with them, so he could be like, "Yeah, man, I'm the new Captain America. Like, I'm way cooler." It's. I still feel like that's what funny. this guy's gonna do. Um, he like gets in a fight with Steve Rogers and like, like hits him with a throwing star and goes, "Oh, I won!" Hits him with a throwing star, I won. Dips what? out. <laughs> Steve Rogers is just like, "What? What just happened?" <laughs> he like pulls like, it out. What? <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't even hurt him it just like rips his suit a little bit and the guy's like oh i won the fight deuces dips oh out my god what? yeah i feel John like that's Walker's what this guy's gonna do um and, you know i his little entrance when they're <laughs> when they're fighting the uh the flag smashers on the trucks and the shield gets thrown in i was like a little bit of me was excited because i was like oh cat and then i was like oh Captain America. I know, right? Damn it. It's what they wanted. It's what they wanted. And there he was. Mm. Um, I, I didn't get to take still shots, but I do want to mention that I am still pretty positive that the shield that John has is a different shield. The one that he was throwing in the scene where they're throw, showing his training montage I paused it on that a few times, and it looks a lot different than the shield that Sam had put into the Smithsonian. I think I have a reason for that. Because they've had John Walker training to be Captain America before Sam gave up the shield. Mm-hmm. Sam, like, finally gives up the shield, and the next fucking day they take it out and give it to him. So he's been training with, like... Oh, sorry, I hit my mic. Sorry, so he's been training with uh, like a different one of Steve's that, shields. There's more than one shield. He probably is just training with the non-vibranium one. And that's what I'm getting at, is if there's more than one shield, do you think they're just going to go find one of those shields and be like, screw you, John. I'll just go get my own shield. Maybe hit up Pepper Potts. There was a tease Maybe. that there's supposed to be a pretty big Marvel character showing up in episode five. Um... I heard episode five is going to be crazy from what the director said. He said it's going to yep. be like the biggest uh, episode. I would like to see uh, Peter Parker make his return and, you know, Cap and Sam just throw their arms up and quit. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be it. Everybody's got a gimmick these in. days. He whips that shield out of John's <laughs> hand and gives it right over to Falcon. See ya. <laughs> I think that would be a fun post credit scene after the season is done where Spider-Man pops in and Bucky and Sam look at each other and they're like, all right, we're out. Too old for and this Spider-Man shit. just goes, what? <laughs> Give us a I lethal weapon. I just saw that re- fight reference. scene again. Like the, the, the Civil War one? Yeah. Steve it's versus so Tom. Good. Like such a good fight. Like Tom. Oh, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yeah, yeah, my bad. My bad. Yeah. Pete versus Steve. That was a good fight. Like that whole scene was that's, and I think that's how we all knew that Infinity War and Endgame was going to be awesome because mm-hmm. they took those little bit of characters from Civil War and, and made that story and that fight scene incredible. So yeah, um, I yeah, so I wanted to talk about the uh, the semi scene, the semi fight scene. Um, I really thought John Walker was going to get wrecked. Then I thought he was going to get like. I did too broken or something and yeah 
I thought they were going to cripple that man. Technically, all <laughs> three got wrecked. They all got their asses whooped pretty bad. Well, I thought I thought it was going to be a little worse yeah. than it was. Yeah, they, um, those super soldiers were pretty nice. Like, they had Battlestar all, like, grappled up, and they didn't just, like, pop his head. Like, <laughs> yeah. pretty polite. Like, honestly, if you have super strength, like, just... I, no, I don't know. Marvel's not gonna. Marvel's never gonna like be that vicious and like like Marvel has always pulled their punches. The, like the, if you have super strength, like you just like pop heads. Why like why are you fighting a dude just like just, you have no head now? You have no head now. The mountain like, from Game it. of Thrones style. Just yeah, yeah, dude. Like you have super strength. Just like grunt. You're done. See, no, don't. like I don't like. Why are you fist fighting? Just like grab something and squeeze and like. Uh, I don't know. I see, and I the, I think drama, man. I think Hoskins <laughs> and Walker already have super soldier power. I think oh, yeah, they've think I they think they have been augmented because it was it was what two or three guys on Hoskins at that point holding, you know, that's and what, he was. That's straight. what I'm saying. Like, if they're super strong, why didn't they just like twist that neck? Your head's removed. Yeah, yeah, like. Because like, Sam did have a have an issue with them. Sam had the biggest issue with them. He got yes. beat the worst. I mean, yeah, Bucky got kind of like thrown off the side of the whatever. Yeah, but I feel like Bucky could do this all day, though. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> um, I don't know. I that was my next question. Do you do you think that they have some sort of super soldier serum? But you just answered it for me. And well, that would make sense if if they survived those punches, because dude, John Walker got hit right in the chest by a super soldier off a semi onto a car, and didn't have his chest just explode. And they the right, and they like, just showed Bucky having the same thing happen to him, and he was good. So later in the episode, you also see uh, Harley get a text from somebody that says, "You know, you took something from me. I'm gonna kill you." Right? Well, it's definitely the power broker. Oh, well, it's definitely the power broker, but who in this Marvel universe is the power broker? Uh, I'm going to say it's uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Or, okay. or... Really going uh, for that one, huh? No, a, no, Yeah, no. he's committed. Committed. <laughs> or, or, the fact that maybe they were going to shoot John Walker up with the real super soldier serum they reformatted, and Carly's group stole it before nah. he was able to and now he's only a half-assed super soldier nah they stole uh they stole meds from baron zemo here who was trying to get meds to his country um sokovia i'm sure no. you think zemo's actually involved i think so i think he's gonna have a lot more to do with this than we think i'm i'm talking about the the superpower the oh, power yeah. broker because the power broker in the comics so you're, is the person you're saying who gave took... John Walker his powers. Okay, so so that's a, a misdirect. And so you're saying that they yeah. took something other than the medicines. I think they stole from our government because if you look at um, John after they're riding back and they say this whole super soldier, him and Lamar Hoskins immediately look at each other like, uh, and I I doubt they're playing dumb. When they're talking about the big three, aliens, oh, androids, the, and wizards. On the Jeep, when they're on the Jeep, and they're like, we're yeah. dealing, what about super soldiers? And they're like, uh, super soldiers? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, can't, I think they're I can't playing trust dumb. that guy's stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And um, well, we're on the the alien. I guess okay. Androids all and right. Wizards, real quick. <laughs> Aliens reference to Thanos. Android reference to Vol- Ultron. Wizards are probably referring to Wanda because this is supposed to be five months after that. It's got to be. So the government now probably views her as a as, bad guy, as a witch wizard. Yes. Yeah. And I think and, we kind of got to that with the WandaVision finale. I think we kind of agreed that she was. And Sam and uh, Sam and Bucky arguing about wizards and sorcerers. That's a load of crap. Everyone knows that wizards learn their spells from books. Sorcerers are born with an innate ability. Do you read any mythological sorcerers where you people who use dark magic to inflict harm on people? I have something. So wizards are good though. magic users. I have something for this. They Hang do on a wear a hat. You are a huge nerd. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I will take that as a compliment. <laughs> But uh, that's why you're here, my friend. <laughs> we should definitely start calling Doctor Strange the Wizard Supreme because he learns the all Wizard of his abilities Supreme. from books. He doesn't wear a hat, though. Doesn't matter. He wears a clip. He wears a cape. <laughs> I still it's say it's been he's a established. Sorcerer. It's canon that sorcerers don't wear hats. It's canon now. I don't know about that so much, but. Uh... No, but I uh, is, is the power I broker. So that, I'm looking at the yeah. power broker right now, and he's he looks like he's got a machine on his face. That's power broker too. Oh, from Earth six one six. I mean, that's the new power broker, uh, not the original. Uh, the original the one's original name one was like Doctor Malice or something like that. Okay, because I'm I'm looking at this nah, guy. Doctor Malice helped to create Power Broker Inc. We have some reverb there. That's it's just me. Um, so I'm definitely looking at the wrong thing then, right? It's mm. um, Power Broker came out like while back okay but, uh, okay yeah i think like i think that text um like i think carly and them got powers from the power broker either didn't pay or they stole them somehow and then mm-hmm. i think it's just like they they stole the meds like for their cause well, and they said they, they were they have powers to steal the meds but, right like, i don't think but the power brokers like the dude the dudes that roll up on them that are like the power brokers men, those are government dudes. Like, right. Isn't he wearing like an FBI? Absolutely. Thing? And they have like yeah. government issued firearms. And, and he, I was wondering about that. Like, who did he call? For sure. You for know? sure. So it is very possible that like the power broker is somebody in the government. And uh, if Walker and Battlestar haven't already taken the serum, I'm betting they will at some point. Okay. I. Probably when Bucky kicks their ass and they're like, okay, we got to, or the Flag Smashers kick their ass again and they're like, all right, we got to power up a little bit. But, um, turns out, turns out, I'm looking at this real quick. The ultimate unlimited class wrestling federation is the part, the wrestling group that, uh, John Walker was a part of in the comics. Turns out that that all of the wrestlers were given that super serum. So you had like the Armadillo, Blacksmith, Hector Lennox, 
Ice Pick, Jerome Johnson, Jersey Devil, Kid Stuff, Little John, Red Zeppelin, Sawbones, and Steamroller. Red Zeppelin. <laughs> Which is funny because Sawbones is, you know, turn that around, you have Bones. Bones. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's the uh, Super Powered Wrestling Federation. Yep. Um, I, uh, after this scene, after they get kind of beat a little bit, um, you know, they, uh, they get on the Jeep and, and you just decide, you, you don't decide, but you hate Captain America even more because he's just, he's just so hateable. Um, yeah, in my notes, OMG, why did he have to be the one to help? I fucking hate this guy. Um, so after that, they, you know, they get out of the Jeep and get on the plane and I wanted to bring up this one movie trope or trope that they do in shows and stuff that I really dislike. The when when Sam and Bucky are on the plane and Bucky's sitting on the box and and Sam's like, We got away with nothing and Bucky goes, That's not exactly true. Stands up, walks three feet to Sam, and sits down and speaks at the same volume and says I want to introduce you to somebody. Why'd you have to get up and go sit next to him to say that? <laughs> Just one of those things in in shows and stuff that like, do you, did you really have to get up off the box, walk the three feet to sit down and say that to him? Was that necessary? That was important blocking <laughs> for the scene. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. Nerd fact as well. The earlier when they were talking about uh, Bucky says that he's read The Hobbit back in 1937. <laughs> Yeah. So, nerd fact about this. The Hobbit was released in Europe in 1937. It wasn't released in US until 1948. Or wow. 1938. So, when he was overseas in the war is when he That the tells Hobbit. you how big of a nerd uh Bucky is because he's arguing the point of wizards and sorcerers. Yeah, and also how big of a nerd these showrunners are because they were like, "Okay, he's he read The Hobbit. Now hold up. What year did that come out?" Uh, okay, in Europe, perfect. He was he was overseas already. That's great. Yeah, and I yeah, that's that's cool. That's a good that's, that's how, a good fact. That's Bucky's unlimited knowledge on wizards and sorcerers, right there. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So now we're going to meet Bucky's uh, friend, I guess. Um, we we briefly almost touched on this earlier, and then got back into how much we hate John Walker. But they go meet with Isaiah. Um, and you guys were, were talking at the beginning of the show about Eli, um, the, the kid that they talked to first, when they knock on the door, the kid opens the door, his name's Eli. Um, who is that? Did, did you, were you guys talking about? Cause I find this very interesting. Yeah. That's going to be, uh, Elijah Bradley, who is Patriot, one of the founding members of the Young Avengers, who I feel like I mentioned every at this point <laughs> yeah yet another young avenger on the scene ready to go we should so. uh we should make a banner and a segment for this i'm gonna do it right now it's gonna be called young avenger watch because i you're absolutely young right avenger watch. every so, every time we watch something you have some sort of young avenger watch oh my god we, Kat, you need to we know that um ant-man's daughter uh <laughs> Cassand- is it cassie lane Lang? Yeah, Cassie Lang. So we know that she has been recast, right? Yes. 
to yeah. an older version, I believe. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Young Avenger it, Watch it, on it, Eli. Different than the Endgame version. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Eli is the nephew you said, or son of Isaiah. Son. Grandson. Grandson. Okay. Yeah, I want to say grandson. Okay. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot maybe, about Eli. At least in the comics, maybe I I forget. He might have said uncle in the show. Ugh. I'll have to double check. Yeah, there you but go. In the comics, he's the grandson. Hmm. Okay, and that makes sense. I mean, he's definitely old enough, and mm-hmm. but and in the comics, he uh, has super soldier strength and abilities, but uh, like you. And he claims that he got them, like, passed down from his grandpa. Um, like, you find out that that's not necessarily the case, but I don't want to spoil anything. It's kind of a big reveal. Okay, okay. And you never know. It could it could come to fruition later on. Um, yeah, true. yeah. Which, uh, with how many young Avenger sightings we're having... I mean, it would make right. sense. That's that's a really that's a really cool little tidbit there. Um, but Isaiah, I found very interesting because they apparently uh, knew each other. Bucky and Isaiah knew each other in the Korean War. Yeah, knew each other. Right. Well, they probably fought against each other. Yeah. Um. But yeah, apparently Isaiah whooped his ass. Is what he said. He's the one that gave off. him the arm, right? No, tore. No, he but, lost his arm when he fell from the train. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. But he tore Isaiah the arm said off. he tore his arm off. You gotta. I see. You got a new arm. Fight. Yeah. 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 Um, but very interesting that he is a super soldier, and that now you're just finding out that there's just a ton of super soldiers out there. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is gonna bring any other super soldier characters? Was was Isaiah some sort of superhero in the comics? Did he have yes. a title or anything? Uh, he was the Black Captain America is what they referred to him as. Um, yeah, basically. I don't think he had like his own special and name. The only reason they referred to him as that is because he stole a Captain America costume and shield. Mm. And then basically went into fight. Uh, afterwards, he, you know, when he came back he spent time in prison as they said in this they they said 30 years in this but i believe in the comics it was 17 years and he was okay. branded a traitor for stealing the costume and whatnot it was an ah. excuse to get him in and experiment on him further to find out why he was like one of a handful of uh black individuals who survived the testing because they did all their mm. testing on African Americans, which um, I looked That's it up. Tough. This was actually related to the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, where they did a, experiments in World War II, uh, all the way up to like the seventies, on six hundred African Americans, um, and basically covered it up. Mm. It was to see if they could live with the effects of syphilis and. Uh, our government pretty much lied to people over it, which is kind of what we're seeing here in this scene, because mm-hmm. Sam didn't even know who this is. And right. supposedly in the comics, Isaiah is like a legend in that community, um, in the African-American community. I wonder, so 
and this brings up the point again of 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 the multiverse and this being a different branch of the Marvel universe. I wonder if uh, Isaiah went and stole Captain America's shield and suit to go fight Bucky, or maybe they gave him one. I mean, and and you could you could make that you could make that into a series or a movie because Bucky's this he looks the exact same back in the Korean War that he does now. So you could have Isaiah younger as Captain America fighting mm. fighting Bucky. That that'd be a cool story to see, and I'd love to see it. I'd like to see uh, Isaiah kick his ass a little bit. So in this series, I don't think our government would put a african-american in that place back during that time period especially because i mean even now we've got john walker a white male with blonde hair blue eyes placed right back into the role that captain america had which well and captain they also america was blonde hair blue eyes they're trying to recreate captain america exactly as he is to be a symbol and of america which the the black sidekick just like yeah. Sam Wilson, like they're you're absolutely right. They're just trying to, which makes me hate him even more. Yeah, because the government <laughs> isn't going to acknowledge Bucky Barnes as Cap's sidekick. Because no, of or all even the Captain he's... America, there's no way he's lucky he got pardoned. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just there's so much, um, so ethical questions going on in this entire show. Yeah. Which again, it's cool that they're bringing it to light. Um, yes, but it was it was it was also really cool to see Isaiah throw an ashtray through the wall, and was Eli's, it a cigar box or an ashtray? I thought it was an ashtray. It could have been a cigar box. I might be mistaken, but I, I thought like it was Eli, metal. So okay, and Eli just looks up and he's like, "Oh, he threw the he threw the box again. Uh, you guys should leave." <laughs> <laughs> so he's. I'd like to see a little bit more of him. I wonder if he'll show up later on. I would I would assume so. He'll probably show up and maybe maybe he'll steal so, the Captain America outfit now. He'll just go beat up John Walker and take the outfit and be like, Sam, this yeah. belongs to you. <laughs> so this this episode, I don't think they're in they're not in Harlem, right? When they meet Isaiah. They were, were they no, in Baltimore? Baltimore. Okay. So in the comics, uh he's from Harlem, I believe. Okay. Which was kind of a back in the day a stereotypical thing like all of our black superheroes team to come uh african-american superheroes all seem to come from Harlem. yeah so i mean that's that's kind of a trope though again another one of the movie tropes that you kind of have to dislike mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so and i'm glad I mean, to break in that give a you got to give a call back to like some of our great heroes that not a lot of people know like goliath uh, I believe he was originally referred to as Black Goliath, um, but now it's just Goliath. There's Luke Cage, Misty Knight. I mean, the list goes on and on. There are a ton of heroes, though. Obviously, Sam Wilson. Yeah. So, Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. There's another one. James Howlett. Hey there, bub. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks for joining us, Wolvie. It's uh, good to see you. Yeah. Chip is starstruck. <laughs> Just like, what? Um, I got confused for a second because I was like, why did Wolverine come up? We're listing off. <laughs> I 
Oh, come to cheese bubble gum. Yeah, I, I would <laughs> Hey man, that's I, great. I don't I'm, I'm think glad you're that's here. a James Howlett quote. Though. No, it's not. That's definitely uh, the. Oh my gosh, it's an Evil Dead quote, I believe, isn't it? No. I From... think it was uh, They Live. Oh. <laughs> I want to say it's Rowdy Roddy Piper. <laughs> anyway, thanks for joining us. Um, so let's see. Where, where are we at? We t- Isaiah Isaiah was a cool character to bring him in. It's, it'll be good mm-hmm. to see more of him. Um, after this, Bucky gets arrested. The turn of yep. events, you know, Bucky gets arrested because he ditched out on his mandatory therapy, which I did wonder about that. When he just decided to go with Sam on this mission, he's like, he's like, hey man, it's really, it's really upsetting that you gave away the shield. Um, and Sam's like, listen, I gotta go. And he's like, no, I'm coming with you because I just want to bitch at you a little bit more about this. So <laughs> I'm just gonna come on this mission with you. Like at first, right. I thought, like last week, I was like, you know, they're gonna, he's gonna fight the super soldiers and he's gonna have to go get Bucky. No, no, they just bypassed all of that. They're like, we're just gonna have Bucky randomly show up at the base. And just go with him because he wants to. <laughs> so I, I thought that was a very interesting interesting way to bring him on the mission. But he did skip his mandatory therapy. And so it was a violation of his parole. And he got arrested. <coughs> this is... Uh, man. When they, when they go to pick him up. Oh, I, I hate I hate this part because here comes here comes John Walker to save the day to bail Bucky out of jail and not only do that, but get him off of his mandated therapy and everything else. Like he just wiped everything away from him. Like he doesn't have he, his parole is over now. Correct. Pretty much. I like I guess because he doesn't have to do any of that stuff anymore. I, I think they're going to so, renege on that since Bucky didn't go with him. Um, you think they'll use it against possibly. him? Yeah, I think possibly. Basically, the way John Walker said, you know, stay the hell out of my way. I think if Bucky and uh, Falcon get in the way again, I think John's gonna renege that deal and basically mm. tell him he broke his part. You know, go get him. Yeah, I think I I see remnants of you know Civil War where Sam and Bucky then have to go on the run again. And that's why we get Sharon Carter coming in because maybe she is still on the run because she had no place in Endgame or anything like that. I don't believe yeah. she was in it. I wonder. I wonder if she got dusted. Do we know if she got dusted? Not sure. Okay, so no, she just it, she was gone through those entire movies, I believe. Okay, so I mean, if she did not to get dusted and was just on the run the whole time then technically she would probably still be on the run because she didn't necessarily help the heroes for the end game Mm -hmm. she was still considered you know an enemy of the enemy of the state because she had stolen all the armor and stuff I, i would i would think that they don't really just drop that because the person you stole the shield for saved the world yeah you know <laughs> so i guess I mean, I guess we'll find out soon enough, but um, it was just, it just angered me again that here he comes, this, this fucking guy, um, but I did really like the therapy scene. Let's talk about that a little bit because the therapist was like, oh, really? He's just dropped? Okay, well, you know, stipulation, we got to have an emergency session and you're coming too, Sam. Let's do this. <laughs> and and uh, Sam even tries to argue, but she's like, now, 
And he's like, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. All right. And so <laughs> this whole scene was, was really, really fun. I think it was probably the, the, the funnest one of the episode, I would say. Um, well, they, you know, they just, they're just acting like kids or like a married couple that just is so, I don't know, holding so many petty things against each other, you know, and not wanting to talk like adults. And, and she had to make them talk like adults. Roy, what did you like about this scene? So I like that it kind of put the spotlight on two sidekicks trying to be their own heroes. Um, neither one of them wants to be the sidekick for the other, I think is what's going on here. So they're trying to show their dominance in my opinion. <laughs> it's an alpha male thing. <laughs> it is. And like, you can see during the staring contest that, uh, Bucky has the absolute advantage cause he's just got that stone cold stare because he doesn't want to close his eyes normally anyways. Right. And you can see Sam struggling so much to not, not. Blink towards the end. And I I can't say enough that this was one of those moments. It was the best scene for me in this episode. And like I said, I'll say it again. Sebastian Stan's emotions through facial expression are top notch. They are amazing. Yeah. And the sadness he conveys with that line... If he was wrong about you, that means he was wrong about me. And the suffering he is going through with not wanting to be the Winter Soldier and to be a better person, that is where my call for him to eventually end up as uh, the new Captain America. I would personally prefer to see Sebastian Stan be the new Cap. But at the same time, Sam Wilson has those same advantages to his character that he would make a great Captain America as well. And it's just, there's so much dynamic between them. Yeah. And you are absolutely right, Jesse. Sebastian Stan is gorgeous. And I, again, after that scene, him doing that, what you were talking about, he could play Luke for me, I think. What, what were your thoughts on this scene, Chip? I I really like Bucky as a character, um, so I like. I thought this was the best scene in the uh, episode as well. Yeah, it really gives you like. It gives you a ton of insight onto like why he's pissed. Because like even up to this point, I'm like, I mean, why are you so butthurt? It's just a shield. Yeah. But like, now it actually like kind of puts it into perspective. It's not just the shield. It's like. It's, it's his like legacy. his entire redemption. Yeah, it's like his entire redemption hinges on mm -hmm. like Steve's legacy. He's like putting it like he's like really offended that Sam just threw it away. Right. I yeah. Sam is still struggling with the fact that it went so badly as well. Like he, I think he oh, honestly thought absolutely. he was doing the right thing. That's why he because, gets so angry. Yeah. He he struggles to believe that he could live up to Steve's um I don't want to say prestige. Um we'll just say caliber. legacy again. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to use the same word. Come on guys, I need a dictionary. Um but yeah. 
can't live up to his legacy. Yeah. And part of which I don't think anyone ever. Yeah. And I don't think everyone, anyone ever will. So, um, and Jesse asks, do we think the old man from episode one will factor in again? I think at some point, yes. I mean, he'll I, probably at the end of the season, he'll go back to him and do his redemption where he explains to him that he killed his son, you know? Um, I, I think that, yes, we'll, we'll see him again. I don't know if we'll see his date from episode one ever again, but uh, we'll definitely see the old man. Yeah. Um. Let's see. That's a good point, Jesse. I, I firmly believe that as well. That he's gonna make that redemption. And he's gonna go out and he's gonna tell, um, tell the old man exactly what happened. Yeah. Um. So the the last bit of notes that I have, I I wanted to talk about. Um, gosh, and now and I'm gonna mess this up too. Uh, her name is Erin Kellyman. She plays Carly Morgenthau. Morgenthau. Thank you, um, Jesse. And uh, she played Emphis Nest in Solo. Um, which she technically wasn't really a villain in Solo, as you come to find out later on. And I'm starting to wonder if that's kind of the same thing here, where. Maybe she's not so much of a... I, like, in all honesty, it seems like it's the same exact thing, except you you exchange kyber crystals or whatever that was, space gas, with medical <laughs> supplies because she was trying to deliver all the space gas to her, you know, people in, in Star Wars and Solo, and now she's trying to deliver all these medical supplies to people that are in need. So I, I feel like... It's kind of the same situation where she's portrayed as the villain, but might be a bit more of a uh, ally and or good guy as we come to find out later on. What do you guys think? We'll start with Chip. Well, the only reason the only reason they've been framed as villains is because Torres got in the one dude's way and got beat up, like up until like I mean. That's the only reason they were even on the radar. That's true. Um, it's because Torres stuck his nose and the, in. And the rumors, and you know, because Torres was all searching for their handprint and their signature everywhere. Yeah, but that's, so. yeah, but that's all Torres, like, doing deep web searches and nonsense. Like, yeah. maybe Torres She'll is the power broker. Vegeta. I think Jesse's right. He's going to be a total Vegeta. Um, maybe Torres is the power broker. Yeah. that That would be a twist. Uh, gives himself his own powers later on. I mean, <laughs> ridiculous. But <laughs> here, here's the interesting part: is they hit a Swiss bank, and that's you know that's where high and powerful people store their money, right? Powerful people in office and all that, and uh, you know the I'm drawing a blank on what they were called now. The flag smashers are a group that want everything to return to the way it was during the blip they they saw the the amplitude that thanos had wanted you know it, it reduced the stress on uh supplies food you know it made it so that people weren't as obviously uh, suffering though mentally it it did cause a lot of backlash 
Well, so it's it's another situation of Thanos was right, kind of. You yeah, because yeah. it seems like um, people were thriving a little bit more after the initial shock of the blip. It seemed like people were thriving, and mm-hmm. that's why these flag smashers are around. It, and from the sound of it, it sounds like Thanos succeeded in creating a world without borders, right? You know, without boundaries, so the one world, world was united, one people at one time, and the blip, though you know good in theory by the Avengers, maybe the Avengers just fucked it all up again and now there's all this unrest because of their act. Yes, you got your loved ones back but now you have to deal with the overpopulation and overcrowding of all of these cities. Because guess what? The population kept rising even well, after and people disappeared. Dude, and that... So now, you've got more people. That just unrest of people coming back you know what i mean like everyone's just now it's five years later and people are just like okay all right i think i think we're okay i think we can make it like things are getting better the economy's getting better like you know we're we're one world government we're all under you know we're one people now we're mm-hmm. you know things are better we've come together and then all of a sudden all the people that disappeared that maybe are not for that one people thing and you know all the all the assholes come back and all the terrible people come back and just destroy the quote-unquote good world that had that it had become so yeah it definitely makes sense and then the the word flag smasher is is really cool like to me because they're trying to smash all the flags and become one world one people which in a sense is is kind of good, I think. Yeah. But the way that they're doing it, great idea, poor execution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's pragmatic. When you have to deal with planet wide threats, you should have like planet wide defense, not Once again, call like back to Tony and his suit of armor over the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um let's see, I uh I think I'm running out of notes here. Um, That's about it. Right at the end of the episode, we see. Uh, oh, the flag smashers are getting in, loading up their supplies on a plane, mm-hmm. and, and then the power brokers dudes roll up on them. Yep, we do find out that they're they all are vulnerable to bullets. Yes, I mean yes, they he are. He did not stand he a gets... chance against those guns. No, I mean, and they, he went down like a bag of potatoes. They could be special. Yeah, no, it seems like they're very susceptible to bullets. Yeah. Which, honestly, we've never seen Steve get shot either. So. I mean, and you never know. The power broker is the one that gave him their powers. Maybe he's got specialized ammunition. That's what I was thinking. My mind just blew when you said that. Because there's that little uh, hit during the last, um, during the credits, where you see that little blue bullet looking thing mm. maybe that's what that is interesting it could be spin tech too that's something that's been established in uh, Marvel comics uh, I forget what it stands for but it's called spin tech and it like neutralizes people's powers like they hit people with spin bullets and that's how they fight soups interesting what uh, Jesse asks what's a good series to read if he wants to know more about Isaiah uh, if you want to read about Isaiah, uh, he had his own limited run, actually. The Truth 
red, white, and black, I believe it was. Yep. Yep, truth. Red, white, and black. January 2003 was his first appearance. That's pretty good. Pretty good story, too. Yeah. The the writer did a lot of research to like make it pretty accurate for like its timeline and stuff. There you go. Looks like that. Looks like that's the uh yep. first one part 1 of 6. It looks like that's a cool cover. I like that. Mm. Um okay, back to notes. I oh, my last thing that I wanted to bring up the trigger for John Walker. Um, Bucky looks at John Walker. He's got his, his arm on the car and he's all being all smooth. Bucky Barnes. He's like, you're going through a lot. Aren't you Walker? You're a little, things are getting a little intense for you. Huh? <laughs> yeah. And he just like, dude, you just see it in his face. It's just a total trigger thing. And he's like, Oh no, 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 I'm fine. You stay the hell out of my way. Man, all I'm saying is it took Steve, like, five movies and, like, several setbacks for him to get depressed enough to grow a beard. This dude's growing a beard after one day as Captain America. Like, come on now. Also, um, the power broker serum that was used on John Walker, I believe, uh, made him mentally unstable. So maybe we're going to start seeing the effects of that throughout that, too, if he is actually enhanced. Yeah, it's possible. They said uh, the same thing about, like, Isaiah, actually. Um, doesn't seem like that's the case in the MCU, but in the comics, uh, the the super serum potion that they gave him caused him to, like, have early onset dementia and Alzheimer's and stuff. Mm, that's, um... It doesn't seem like that's the case in the MCU, though. The guy seemed pretty uh, cognizant. I don't... Chip, you might have to correct me on this, but I think there was... So, Storm and Black Panther got married at one point, right? And mm-hmm. they had their wedding was in the comic, and I, I want to say this is the first time I heard of Isaiah. It was... He was like a special guest of honor or something like that. And Luke Cage and Wolverine were up on... And Luke Cage is like, he was the first me. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But... I think it was Wolverine that he was talking to, and Wolverine, and Wolverine had no, no clue idea who, he is. who it was, or whoever he was talking to had no idea who yeah. Isaiah Brad. It was Wolverine. I didn't As even a know who Canadian, Isaiah. Wolverine. He had no idea yeah. who he was, but uh, all the uh, African American superheroes like worship him. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, and they uh, like in the comics, all these civil rights leaders would like visit him. So, like in the comics, he was visited by like. Uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Angela Davis and all of them. And um, once again, I want to say okay. this is the benefit of uh, watching Marvel and reading Marvel comics is our world that Marvel is in is set in our reality. So, I mean, as far we, as we know, no, 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 no. We have New York City. We have California. Oh, I, I got you. I got you. We don't okay. have any of these Gotham's. Uh, Star City, Metropolis. No, 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 no. We have actual cities and real places like Harlem and Compton and all of them in our universe. Obama wanna... was president in Marvel Comics. Trump, I believe. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they actually mentioned him or not. 
was probably. You know, I feel like they kind of avoid. I I do feel like they avoid references to the White House during those (laughs) years. Like honestly, I like. I mean, I have not read a ton of the like current comics, but like I don't remember seeing lots of references to the White House during these four years. But the eight years before that, they they went out of their way to visit. Mm. (laughs) Like so, but in those comics, our president is our president in those comics. Sure. Mm-hmm. I got you. See, I, I, and I'm just thinking, thinking, you know, multiverse and stuff, as I always am. That and that's true. Um, you know, our Marvel Cinematic Universe could be Earth 1291 for all we know. You know, there the comics are 616 for the Prime or whatever, and our world currently is 1291. There's no tell. Do you I thought in Thor the Dark World they had six one six on a chalkboard when uh Dr. Sel Selvig they, was they did. talking about They did actually. He had six hmm. Earth six one six or something like that. Um I wanted to bring up the number two one eight seven. Does that mean anything to you guys? Um uh, is that I feel like you're gonna make a Star Wars reference to this because it's you. Um but I think it has something to do with spider-man i don't is that one of the shipping containers sorry i was uh so it's zemo's cell number is 2187 and it's a very famous and notable reference star wars director george lucas has a deep appreciation for the canadian abstract montage slash collage film entitled 2187 by arthur lipsit and the specific number has been featured multiple times in the star wars oh. galaxy yes huh. you're absolutely right it was a star wars reference i just wanted to bring that up yeah it's the same number as leia's cell yeah exactly and Crazy. it's also the number of finn fn2187 so Oh shit, dude! Oh, it's I knew that was a also a wow. Spider-Man reference. And Spider-Man N twenty one eighty seven is also the world where Peter Parker dies and Miles Morales and Gwen take his place. Interesting. Let's put that on a back burner and write that down <laughs> for when the new Spider-Man comes out because that could be huge for real. Yeah. Um, I do, I do like that, but I, I was just thinking more of the Star Wars reference. So, in my notes, yeah. I just have two one eight seven because uh, I, <laughs> duh. <laughs> I thought it sounded familiar because I've read the the Spider Verse comics, and I know there was a reference at some point, and the number just sounded familiar. So, right. Yeah. Um, anybody have any last notes for this episode? The, the only thing that I have I, is they're going to see Zemo again. Do you think Zemo's going to unleash the Winter Soldier because he has those words memorized? I doubt it. I don't think you give him the chance. Like, even, as soon as he starts saying the, that, you like... Sam's going to clock him. Yeah, or you, like, put your hands over your ears. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be in the same room with him. It'll be, like, you know, through glass or something. Okay. Just cut the sound. Because I'm just wondering how he's going to get released. Yeah, I don't see them letting that I could. I don't know if Zemo's involved. Like, I don't think Zemo's involved with the Flag Smashers at all. I think he's just in jail, and they're going to go talk to him, like... 
Okay. Silence of the Lamb style. Okay. So, I, I could see that too. I still, I think he has a little bit to do with um, what's going on. I mean, what if he's the power broker? I don't. I he, don't think his, he is. his goal was to get rid of soups, not to put more. I out guess there. that's true. Unless he's trying to make soups to get rid of the soups. Um, yes. I think we might have Sam and Bucky break him out. Um, just because oh of the God. fact that there is oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> There is that conversation between John Walker and Sam and Bucky when they're like, we follow different rules of engagement. We know they're not above breaking the law to do what they think is right. So if Zemo has information and can lead them to, say, the power broker or whoever's doing all this stuff, you know, maybe they'll work with him, especially since Bucky is supposed to be working on redeeming himself or making amends because mm. we know that the whole uh, reason Zemo went nuts is because of Sokovia. Right. Which is, you know, the Avengers' fault. Right. So maybe he okay. feels obligated to make it up in Steve's place. Hmm. That would be interesting. It's an interesting theory. Uh, what about you, Chip? What do you what do you think about Zemo? Do you think he's going to get loose again? How is he going to get loose, do you think? I have no idea how they're going to, like, incorporate him. him upon the world. Okay. But, like, I feel like we've seen images of him. Well, like, yeah, he's, he's like, holding his purple mask. ski mask and all that stuff, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, he's definitely going to get out. It's just uh, not really sure how. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if Bu- I don't know if Bucky and Falcon release him. Like I don't know. I don't know if I see that happening. No. But uh, I'm sorry. I keep changing my backgrounds because I love maybe, them all. Maybe Sharon <laughs> Carter releases him, and that's how they go after Sharon Carter. Maybe. I mean, the fight scene with Sharon Carter in the preview, which we'll play at the very end of the episode on our way out. We'll play you guys the preview for uh, episode mm-hmm. three, but. In that preview, she is fighting around uh, big containers, and Baron Zemo is also walking on top of said containers or a set of containers with his ski mask on. So it's possible they're in the same area, and some something happens. But who knows? Um, okay, any more notes? I have a lot. But I'm not gonna go. Do, <laughs> do you have any? Do, do you have anything else to cover that that we didn't cover no. for this episode? No. Okay. 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 So let's move on to our ratings then. Um, we rate each episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier out of ten shields. So we'll start with Roy. What's gonna be your rating for this episode? So there was a decent amount of action. The, the political uh, intrigue in this entire episode and just the various callbacks and how you feel that emotion. Um, honestly, I don't think I've seen a second episode of any series that has invoked this kind of feeling from me. So I would personally go with a 9.5. Okay. All right. Chip, what about you? What would you rate this episode? A solid seven. 
give it a solid seven. <coughs> Excuse me. Holy cow. I couldn't remove myself soon enough. Sorry. You said a seven? Yep. Okay, so we got a 9.5. solid seven. Do we have, like, what did I say for last episode? Ah, uh, man, did I write that down? I don't think I wrote it down for last one. I think you were at an eight. I think you might have been in an eight, maybe a 7.5, okay. okay. something like that. You were so, in yeah, the, around solid, the same range. Solid seven this time. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to agree. No, I think I might go in the middle because I wasn't as blown away as Roy, but a seven to me just seems a little low. So I am going to go with an eight because I think that, I don't know, I, I really did like this episode. I liked the, um, the semi scene, the fight scene. I like seeing Emphis Nest again. Uh, the, the 2187 was a fun callback for me. Um, and also we are very close to the, to seeing the end of the trailers, the scenes from the trailers, which from WandaVision after we got that, last scene in the trailers like it it definitely blew up and got a little crazy and it was really cool so um I'm, we're a third of the way through so everything's gonna start going nuts yeah right yeah it is a third i can't do math i'm bad at math which is crazy um but we, we rated this episode 24.5 out of 30 which is not a bad rating for the episode uh and that's out of 30 shields by the way so just so you guys know yeah. Technically, if you wanted to hit that middle ground, it should have been 8.25. Just saying. Yes. Um, so I think uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this show. Let's let's go around and do a little bit of uh, plugs. Um, Roy, you do a lot of stuff on the side. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you can find me at, at the Intrepid DM on Twitch or at Intrepid DM on Twitter. Uh, at the Intrepid DM on... YouTube is also the same thing. I cover a lot of tabletop role-playing games. I do uh, Dungeon Master Chats, where I help players and people who are running games uh, better to improve their gaming skills. Nice. Um, as I have 25 years of experience of running Dungeons & Dragons and various tabletop games. Um, so you can find me on there. Uh, I stream my content every... Wednesday and Friday at 8 to 10.30 Central Time. Okay. So that would be 7 to 9.30 Mountain Standard Time if you're watching in Denver. Yeah. Um, and Chip, where can people find you? Um, we've got the IG handle, so you can check us out on instagram it's at marvel canon madness uh it's canon with one n <laughs> like canonical um you can check out my personal one it's uh at chip hop anonymous um slowly but surely i'm adding like action figure pics so heck yeah no it's been cool I've, I've loved all the posts you've been putting up for that stuff so definitely check out the marvel canon madness podcast on instagram uh, by searching for Marvel Cannon Madness. And you can find us on Twitter as well by searching for MCM underscore pod. Um, if you want to get everything um, from our network, I I host this network, the Twist My Arm Network. Um, and if you just go to twistmyarmpodcast.com, it'll have everything, um, all of our shows on there and links for um, 
for all those shows. So you got the Sudden But Inevitable podcast. You got uh, just the regular Twist My Arm podcast where we interview businesses. Uh, we have the MCM pods up there, all, all sorts of things. Um, some, some gaming podcasts. So there's a lot going on. Definitely we, check it out. We are also very active on the at MCM underscore pod. That is our Twitter. Um, we have been in talk that as we continue, maybe we will be doing some kind of giveaway eventually. So uh, tune in. Maybe we'll have uh, updates on that soon enough. Get a month from my OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and definitely like and subscribe to all of Twist My Arm. Um, that's that's going to be the best place to find any of our podcasts because they streamed all the Twist My Arm places. So search Facebook, Twist My Arm. Um, search Twitter, at Twist My Arm Cast. Um, like I said, twistmyarmpodcast.com. You can find us on YouTube. Subscribe there. We are live on most places all the time. Um, whether or not we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, or we're live on Twitch doing some sort of gaming stream. We are we're very, uh, very aggressive with our streaming, which is fun. It's a good time. It's been a lot of fun. So definitely check all those out. Um, did anybody else have anything they wanted to say here at the end? Uh, yeah, actually I do. Okay. Um, Marvel Kane and Madness, we are accepting of everyone. Don't, don't think for a second that this isn't a safe place. If you come, you join us, your family, you know, we love you all equally. Uh, we are here for you, uh, regardless of any kind of situation. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for watching. We appreciate all the support that we've been given and all that we are getting. Absolutely. And with that, we are going to close this out. Join us next Monday as we do our normal MCM pod and talk about all sorts of things. So thank you again for joining. My name is Josh. I'm Chip. I'm Roy. And we're the MCM pod. We'll talk to you soon. Later.